welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, coming to you from the original Clap Cave. You and I haven't done just you and me at the apartment for quite a while. No, we have not. And we are doing it at such a point in the day that in theory there will be no Garbatron. Yeah, no, I don't think a Garbatron will show up. Well, because we would do it, what, I think Saturday, the Livitron. Like, no, it was like Saturday morning. It used to be like Saturday, yes, yeah, Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings at about 11 o'clock. Because uh, Jet X would show Digimon. And or Dragon okay. Ball Z and then Digimon. Okay, that's probably more like ten o'clock. I'd get here whenever I could, but. But like I said, no, I don't. I don't think we'll have Garbatron this week. But yes, no. like I said, we're back at the original Clap Cave. Yes. Which is completely trashed right now, but it's fine. Well, that's why they don't raise your rent. Oh. Well, no, but it's more the fact that it doesn't smell, and I just need to vacuum and do laundry. Nah, she's fine. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know. Like I have cats, so if it smelled like piss or shit, I'd be in trouble. But I would assume it wouldn't be you. Are you sure? No, <laughs> no, I am not. But it is Deb and Doug kicking it old school. Yeah, this is a real wheelhouse episode. Isn't that what we call them? So should we talk about rape? <laughs> that was a I, joke. Oh my god! I wish you people could I, see. I, Honestly, I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think like I have a segue to, to rape or, t yeah, to rape. Uh, I don't. I do I? No, I don't. Uh, Let's of, go to the board. No, speaking do of, I? Speaking no. of rape. There you go. Um, I recently rewatched the original Swedish version of the girl with dragon tattoos. There's rape. They still think the guy that they cast is Michael. Well, Michael. That's the main character. No, uh, the Michael is uh, Elsbeth. Oh. Like I said, the, the male lead, who's the journalist, I think he's still a miscast in the Swedish versions of the movies. Who is he in the American one? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. James which, Bond. Which I think is a much better fit, because in the book he's described as a very attractive Lothario type of dude. And in the Swedish movies, he just seems kind of old and sad. Like most people in Swedish movies, I don't know. However, I actually really do... Or chefs. Like I said, I... <laughs> You're a dick. Said I do really enjoy that trilogy. There's a reason why I rewatched it. I have not read the newest book in the series, the one that was written after he died. By his was it son or wife or something? Um, he was never married, and his family completely fucked over his partner of like fifteen years. Right. But there are so many unanswered questions. I'm almost scared to read that book because I don't want to know if it completely fucks everything up. But the lead character has a twin sister. Spoiler alert: Neil. the tattoo is of a dragon. You're gonna sit here quietly till you realize what you did. <laughs> That's really funny. So, call back to an earlier episode. What was the worst pun you ever made about me in my apartment? Oh, the uh, the, the girl with the dragon cat too. Yeah, because your 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 cats. One of your cats is after a dragon. Well, a dragon man. The girl. Dragon. Yeah, but uh. Yeah. That, that was, was our first episode, though, was when the first time I ever read Girl Your first Dragon. or second, yeah. No, it was our first episode. Because I was talking about the things that didn't translate. Right, and I got really socially. confused over to Tina's Pizza as a. Like I said, analogy. no, it's, they, they were very specific about the brand of pizza she bought, so I'm like, am I supposed to associate this with something? And then I got confused because I thought it was Totino's, but it wasn't. It was Swedish Totino's. Well, I don't know if that's Swedish Totino's, though. I assume it's Swedish Totino's, but still. But I think and the can... only Swedish girl I know hasn't been in Sweden for like fifteen years, so she can't. Oh tell yeah, me. so she yeah. can't. There's no yeah. I mean, she can she can give me parameters, but yeah, she hasn't been in Sweden for fifteen years, so. Hmm. Okay. Things we're gonna talk about this week. Um, I didn't do shit. I basically rewatched three seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine. P.S. Holds up. I would imagine it was. I, I actually dropped off after, I think, the... Second? Yeah, probably the second I, I actually season. didn't realize they've already started airing the third season. I mean, it popped up on my Hulu, and I was like, eh. Um, when they moved its night from Friday to Tuesday, it kind of really threw me off, just because I wasn't looking for it anymore. However, it's still a solid season, season three. And it still is actually pretty funny and original. Because they were going through, the last time I watched it, they were going through a rotating cast of captains. Oh no, they've changed that. 
Um, so at the end of season two, both the captain and the lead detective. Peralta. Jake, there we go. Jake Peralta. Like yeah. I said, they had to go to witness protection. And so the opening of the third season is them being miserable in Florida, which, by the way, is fucking hilarious, especially since Jake has frosted tips. Yeah, no. Like, of course he does. Like I said, you, I can see your face. I, I, I'll, have so, to, I'll have to binge on the last episode I didn't watch. Like I said, they, they had to go into witness protection in Florida. And what they're trying to do is, oddly enough, drought this mafia, I was going to say, boss called Figus. Yes, that's his name, Figus. And I do make jokes inside my head all the time. From Archer. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. So they end up drawing him out, and they have a whole encounter inside basically the shitty Florida version of a Chuck E. Cheese. I love it. Yeah, but like I said, so what happens is they call in the squad, everybody comes, everything's fine. Their captain at the time is Ken Marino. Yes, who is after yeah. the guy who plays uh, Mayhem on um, all of the Allstate commercials. and. Oh, yeah. yeah he um, was the... His nickname on the show is The Vulture. I can't think of the actor's name. Well, and he was in Oz and all that. No. He's a you, great actor. If you saw him, he, 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 was, played, uh, he played Liz's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, the one they call is like, what up, like dummy? hey, dummy. Yeah. I can't think of that actor's name. Yeah, he was, Anyways, a, he was the Irish white supremacist on... So, yes, after the captain and Peralta get put into witness protection in Florida, Ken Marino becomes the captain. And he's completely incompetent at it. And when they finally draw him out, they call all the squad to come and help them in Florida. And Ken Marino's punishment to them when they come back is putting them all on the night shift. Oh my god, I totally want to see that. Yeah, no, it's a great fucking, like I said, no, it's fantastic. What's happened recently is the most recent episode was the Thanksgiving episode, where Jake has to meet his girlfriend's father, played by Jimmy Smith. Is he still dating, what's her name? Yes. The straight-laced one? Yeah. Okay. They're still together, which I actually really like. I like that they have a long relationship. But they're not, yeah. yeah. They're not, yeah. Like Also, Rosa is still dating, um... Yeah. Uh, crap. I can't think the, of his the name The captain's nephew or whatever. No, no, she broke up with Nick Cannon a while ago. Oh. Um, Who the fuck is she dating? She was dating Nick Cannon the last time I saw it. Oh, God, you have so much to catch up on, and it's so awesome! Okay, then I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I do like that they actually have long relationships on the show. Uh-huh. And it doesn't fuck up the dynamic of the right, characters. Yeah. I also still love Rosa and Terry Crews. I love Rosa. As an ensemble piece? And, I mean, no, like, that's the way you should have sold it. I'm sorry, me. Chelsea Peretti and fucking Chola Turno are still so fucking cool. Because they're step-siblings now, right? Yes. Like I said, their parents got married. And I love that Chelsea Peretti's mom was Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. And his dad is like someone His dad like, is Super Death Cargo. No, his dad is, um, what's his name, Stephen Root, Yeah, exactly, Super Monkey Death Cargo from, uh, News Radio. Do you not remember that? I didn't watch a whole lot of News Radio. Uh, He was, you should, like I said, he was the boss on News Radio, and at some point he wrote, uh... Well, he was Milton in in Office Space. Stephen Root. Yeah, Stephen Root. But like I said, in, uh, News Radio, at some point he writes a memoir, and the translation of it in, like, Chinese is Super Monkey Death Cargo. (laughs) That's fantastic. I... That's why you should watch like more it, news radio. I, I really should. But like I said, no, you need to watch the third, the third season. It totally holds up. I really think them moving it from the comedy block on Sunday hurt the series a lot. And moving it more to a sitcom. But like I said, it's Chelsea Peretti. Before I knew I could get up here on my high horse. Clip clop, clip clop. Like every, and Chelsea Peretti. And, and freaking Terry Crews. He's they so all they all are really playing fictional versions of, of themselves. themselves. And I mean you still have Absolutely. you still have Hitchcock and Waldorf. Name. Yeah, sure, we'll go with Waldorf. That's his name, but I'm just saying you you have the two quote dumb fat detectives that somehow made it through the seventies high on Coke. And now they're high on pizza. Yeah, pretty much. But like I said, They I, solve cases. There's an entire episode about that. No, they actually totally solve cases. And the funny thing By is By falling upwards, but yeah. Like I said, the thing is that they actually do still manage to get a bunch of for realsies police work in, but it's such a good ensemble piece, especially since they have the super straightforward captain who's crazy gay. He gay, he role guy. Oh, uh, Andre Bronner. Yeah, like I said, he plays it so straight-faced and so funny. And then you have the episodes with his husband, Kevin. Who is played by, oh, character actor, um, I can't think of the name. 
Mark Evan Johnson or something like that. But like I said, it's just Who it's is such a pitch smart, perfect. Like I said, pitch perfect. But it's just such a smartly written ensemble piece. Yeah. And I remember I had to sell it to you pretty hard because I didn't. Like, you don't like Sandberg. I, it's not that I don't like him. It's that like I can take him in small doses, which luckily for uh, I almost said Reno nine eleven Brooklyn nine nine Brooklyn nine nine, like he's part of an ensemble cast that it doesn't matter who you're watching. It's phenomenal. Okay, Chelsea Bernie was part of a dance group called Floorgasm. Come on, which is a reoccurring joke. Um, Actually, I think they only make it a couple times. Now she's... Oh crap, now I can't remember the name of her new group. It's something about... I want to say it's something about Dorothy Parker, but it has to do with dance. Dorothy Parkour? It's not dance. Parkour! So, what else you got? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to distract everyone with talking about something awesome that is actually... Like, it, I, I actually we have lots of awesome get through. We no, have to I get prefer, through Invasion. Like I said, I actually prefer binging it as opposed to watching it episode to episode. Yeah, Because it's kind of like Parks and Rec where you need to get locked into the world. At least like two or three episodes. Like, take a month off, play catch up. Just Jake is a fucking ATV salesman with frosted tips in Florida undercover. Sold. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll binge the, the next season. Like I said, the captain, the captain being part of a speed-walking group with older ladies in Florida. I wish you people could see his My face. jaws to the floor sounds fantastic, being that I watched the He also works, like I said, he also works as an attendant at, like I said, the shitty Florida version of Chuck E. Cheese. And I think he's high all the time because he's so fucking straight-faced. Who, they think the captain is? Yeah. Andre Bonner? No, all the all the employees at the shitty yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, think he's fucked up because. God, what was like I said? There was some shirt he was wearing because somebody threw up on him, and now I can't remember what that. It was like it was like Captain. Oh, crap. It'll come back to me. Okay. Let's move on. Hey, Doug, what have you been doing this week? Um. Well, I mean, there's. Hey, girl. Why oh, my girl? Oh, everyone's girl. Okay, fair enough. Um, there's a lot we. Well, not a lot. We'll, some, we'll get through. There's some um, we need to talk about. I kind of want to get through a few quick things, and then we'll get deep into Invasion. I haven't watched Invasion, but I don't Any of it? No. But I mean, you know I don't mind spoilers. Oh, good. Because there'll be a lot of them. I've never minded spoilers. I think that's actually one of the only reasons why the podcasts work, is because I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Which well, by uh... By the way, I thought about it. I'm still unsatisfied with the conclusion of Justified. Where he just, like, goes and raises Willa? Yeah, except he doesn't really. They're not together. He let her go. And the Joker sucks. You knew he... It was one or the other. Like, you knew it was either Boyd, Crowder, or Randall Gibbons. I'm not like, upset that Boyd lived. I just think the storyline they did with him and his kid sucks. Raylan, not Boyd. Well, Boyd doesn't know he has a kid. <gasps> oh, that's right. God, I haven't watched it. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been like a year. Like I said, I thought about it recently. Still pissed. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about what we're not pissed over. Bad Lipperding put out a new uh, video. Oh my god. I didn't want to like it. I liked it so much. Of that fucking song's gonna be in my head for days. Yoda singing about <laughs> having his... Head poked by seagulls? Head poked by... Like, they're gonna poke your coconut. Um, and it was so well edited, too. Kudos to... I wouldn't say well edited. I would say adequately edited. Because there's, like, the one where he's like, Mwah! And then, like, he comes back. And then, Mwah! Okay, first of all, it's called Boomerang. That's... Second of all, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't want to like it the first time I saw it. Uh, uh, you I, didn't like it the first time you saw I it. I didn't, because I thought bad lip reading is about... Why would you smack <sighs> a fish? <laughs> Put a fish in my backpack. Just you'll see. Oh, I forgot I did that. You owe me an apology. Um, an actual line. The funny line. thing is that... I, if you look My, back my point is that, like... Hold on. I, I want to say, like, my point is that, like, bad lip reading is based on almost a chronological... Like, dismantling of what they're doing. And this one had, like, cuts and editing and a narrative 
and I wasn't really thrilled with it. Was it was so funny. And I realized that, you know, maybe that's the next step for them. Like, let's start, you know, like, doing stuff with narrative and not just, like... Well, it's damn near original content. It was, well... Well, damn near, because I mean, it's Empire Strikes Back. Like I said, but, damn near, not like I said, but they, uh, they made their own storyline with the existing yeah. things that they had. And it was actually pretty cohesive. And really funny. Jump, 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 run, go backpack. Yeah. Um, I did that backwards. backpack. I forgot how I did that. <laughs> Breathe like that. Like that. And then the one where, you, uh, where Luke calls him a psycho wiener was awesome. Um, it's interesting though because it, it, if you think about the first Star Wars, Luke was such a fucking spoiled brat in that. But I want to go to Tashi at, Station. He's gonna go buy some power converters at Tashi Station. All right. And th- this video is kind of the same thing. All they do is show whiny Mark Hamill. He was really whiny in the yeah. Yeah, he was also a kid. Well, by Empire, he was. No, by Empire, he was a Jedi. Mm, You're right. No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's, he's on his way. He's, he's, you're right, he's not a, technically a Jedi until later. Until Return of the Jedi? I was gonna say, until Harrison Ford wakes up and says everyone has delusions of grandeur. What? Do you not remember that line? After they, uh, I was gonna say, in Jabba's palace hut. Uh-huh. After they finally free him from the, uh, carbonite when they're uh-huh. out by the, uh, pit. He's talking to Chewie, and Chewie says something about Luke being a Jedi Knight. And he does And he say, says, like, quote, I'm got... out of it for a while, and everyone gets and delusions of grandeur. grandeur. Which is one of my... I think that actually might be my favorite Star Wars line of all time. I'm out of it for a while, and everyone gets delusions <laughs> of grandeur. It's a really good one. It's very nihilistic. Um, and it's extremely Han Solo. Though, by the way, I did rewatch uh, Force Awakens, and anyone who thinks Han Solo is still alive... Oh, no, he you're died. You're a moron. dead. Okay. Get stabbed by a lightsaber, drop down a dr- uh, a, a shaft, <laughs> uh, a thermal draft, not a dick draft. Can we talk about Force Awakens for a second after Hold we're on. done with this? And then that fucking planet blows up. Like no, he like dead. he dead. He's, he's real dead. He's super dead. Like I'm sorry, mom, but like Han Solo ain't alive. I it's all to about, about Finn and Ray and oh that was and Poe and Poe. So all one-syllable characters. And Luke, who's hanging out in Ireland. Because that last oh, that's fucking super, that's, shot, that's that last odd. shot still takes me out of it. I'm sorry, It's I know it's been like a year and a half, two years. But like, that giant helicopter pan is still like, they're not on Dagobah. No, they're absolutely they're, they're on just, Like, they're an hour out of Dublin. Like, what? Well, just the stonework and the stairs she's walking up is very, very Irish. But, what I was going to say... Oh, I'm a Jedi. Shut your filthy horn mouth. J-E-D-A-H-H. Jedi. Damn it, Doug. I still don't understand <laughs> the scene where Kylo Ren takes off his helmet and slams it down and there's a bunch of fucking dust. Why is there dust? Everything else is completely clinical. But when he slams... Oh, that's not true. Because Darth Vader's helmet's like in a like, pile of dirt. Yeah, but it's also like pretty sure hermetically sealed. No. No, it's it's open. It's open. I just rewatched it. Uh, he literally... Like said, no, like, when, like I said, when Kylo takes his helmet off and slams it down and they have all the dust... He put in the up, same ashtray that Vader's fucking helmet's in. Okay, so you're telling me it's just the ash from Vader? I wouldn't say that. I, you know, maybe he's a cigar aficionado. I don't know. He seems like that he kind of douche. He does seem, seem like the douche that would Right? Cigars. Did you see the hair when he took off the no, helmet? No, I just, like, I like how you yeah. and I both thought about it and like, he mm-hmm. does seem like that kind of douche that yeah. would smoke cigars. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing, can I tell you how fucking hard I laughed when Poe tried to pull out the uh, TIE fighter? Me. When Poe tried to take the TIE fighter and it was chained to the wall? Uh-huh. I laughed way too hard for that one. Because he's like, where, why, what? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, you try to steal a bike and there's a chain on it. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're Apocalypse. Just kill him. <laughs> or make a fuckable machine girl and send her after them. They're stormtroopers. They'll swarm all over that. 
Like flies the honey is stormtroopers the mechanical pussy. I seem to say and did. I really wish people could see you doing your weird hand gestures. Yeah, it's right a now. lot of weird hand gestures. Okay, let's move on. Uh, do you want to get into uh, movies or do you want to get into invasion? Well, can we just because it's gonna be quick with invasion because you haven't I, seen it. I don't care. You can go do as many spoilers as you want. That's good. Spoil everything. It's so, fine. We had the Arrow, uh, Flash, Legends, Supergirl crossover yeah. this week, um, which started the last time we recorded, actually. Yeah, no, we, we mentioned it in passing. Um, well, now it's done. And was it good? High-pitched voice? Yeah! Um, it's gotten pretty positive reviews, particularly the Arrow part. We'll get to that. The Arrow part, yes. Flash part, yes. Supergirl, yes. Or no, I'm sorry. Supergirl, no. And Legends, Legends. no. Okay, so it was half okay. It was an okay sandwich. Because you had no okay, okay, no. It's an okay sandwich. No, it's a no sandwich. The okay's in the middle. But how do you define a sandwich? By the bread or by what's inside of it? It actually depends on who you're asking and what kind of sandwich it is. Right, so let's just call this an okay sandwich and not discuss sandwiches. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep going from here. Just so you know, um, is cereal soup? We're not getting into that. It makes you angry every time I say it. I wouldn't say angry. So let's start with the first part. Uh, Supergirl. Basically, I want to get into two things on this. One, um, Supergirl's plot. <laughs> uh. Advancement on Invasion was pretty much she goes through the episode a couple breaches happen and then Barry and Cisco come out of one and she goes oh Barry that's it like there's your like lighting the fuse to Invasion is her just going ah a couple breaches that didn't affect like let's talk about the fact that like you're over Thanksgiving, and we'll get to that in a moment. You're having Thanksgiving dinner with all your friends and family, and a breach hole in time and space opens above it and then discloses, and they go, Well, that was weird. Can we have some more cranberry relish? That um, just makes me think of the like Futurama it, it, thing where the doctor, I was going to say, where I was going to say where the professor is dropping Bender's terrible food into the wormhole and it just drops back on the table again. Yeah, like it doesn't. Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't advance the plot at all. They, okay. Supergirl is one of the worst written shows I've ever watched. I I tried to watch it when it came to CW. I'm sorry, it it is not good. And here's why it is not good. Well, I binged the first season. Hold on, I I was unimpressed. This is why it's not... Well, okay. Then I'll add to that. Because you said it's not good. I said I was unimpressed. This is why it's not good. So, there's a plot line in this season that uh, Megan Morse, or, or uh, Miss Martian, who's a white Martian, has infected John Jones, Martian Manhunter, uh, with her blood, and he's turning into a white Martian. Which, A, makes no sense, but sure. Whatever. So he's like, I don't want to be, uh, I'm a green Martian, I don't want to be a white Martian. Racist. Um, well, also that actor All Martians count, all Martians matter. Huh? Also that actor has a history of homophobia. Who? Jim Jones. I can't think of the actor's name. Are you talking about the black guy? Yes. That's why he got fired from Grey's Anatomy. Holy shit. I didn't know that. It's TR or something. Sure. No, I mean his name, but yeah, like I said, he claims it was a misunderstanding, but still. He's like, no, no, you mistook me when I said I hate gays. No, he called one of his fellow actors a fucking faggot. I would still never hire him for anything. <sighs> okay, I just got done rewatching. Uh, Swiss Army Man? No, I was going to say Team America, where it's the Film Actors Guild. You know what, that's... And they're all fags. Like I said, that's one of my big two, though. I know. But, okay, so anyway, so my point is that, like, Green Martian turning into White Martian, he's like, oh, I don't want to, they're 
warlike or whatever. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I don't know why he doesn't want to become a different colored Martian. Well, I kind of do because I read the comics. He doesn't want to be like the super hot Eastern European girl from Star Trek Beyond. What? The Martian they meet in Star Trek Beyond. Sure. Whatever. I think the white Martians oppress the green Martians. Don't ask me, but that's not the point. So there's that, and then, okay, so the real Hank Henshaw, like the real cyborg Superman, uh, unleashes this Medusa virus uh, that will only kill aliens, not humans. Uh, and they're going to do that globally, uh, and they have to stop him. And in the time it takes to stop him and build an antidote for the Medusa virus, which is killing Monel, who's a Daxamite, uh, which is a, like a cousin species of Kryptonian. Um, I actually do know that. Um, they're like, well, we were like reverse engineering this virus to make a cure for, you know, Monel and to, to save like Supergirl and all the other aliens. We found a cure for like the white Martian thing and you're okay. Like literally you're okay. Moving on. So like, they, it was so typewriter hands. It was fucking ridiculous. They phoned it in. They were like, and now you're okay, and you're okay, and you're okay. Like, they made everyone okay in one episode. Um, and then... That's just why we're not a big fan of the series. Because at least with The Flash and Arrow, you get some kind of character arc where things don't get solved in one episode. Absolutely. And one problem solved does not mean the other problem is solved. Yeah, no, completely. So... I mean... Speedy it, stopped having some rage issues, but now she has the bloodlust. And, and okay, we'll get into Thea later, but because um, Thea really hit, her, it hit a huge stride in, in, in Arrow on this Thank one. Thank God, considering how shitty the last season was. Um, but yeah, it, it is literally one of the worst written, not one of the worst written shows. Do you but, feel like maybe that their writers haven't settled into being into... I the, think so. Okay, so maybe we should give it another ten episodes and see what happens. No. I think I'll start watching on the third season when they so what I'm, come into their like CW legs. Like I said, I get that he's busy working on the cinematic universe, but what you're telling me is maybe Jeff John needs to come by and kick some of Oh, Jeff Johns has got nothing to do with this. It's all Greg Berlanti. But John's had a lot to do with the first few seasons of Arrow and Flash. Uh, he stepped in once in a while, but... Well, like I said, I get that he's now busy with the cinematic universe. Which, by the way, dude, get your house in order. <sighs> he will. But uh, what I think is that Berlanti and company... Because um, I don't want to discount anyone else on that show. Well, Berlanti's um, the face. But I think that they're trying to bridge the CBS and CW um, sensibilities. You have a point there. And, like I, and said, I think they, it's conflicting. Like I said, they need and to I think get their next CW season, legs. Yeah. Next, yeah, exactly. Because there was next so season, much that they they'll could They'll have their do. CW legs and we can take on more mature dialogue and themes and character development. You mean you can actually make her a person instead of a character? I think we can... Well, the fact that, like, her, like, her love interest is Jimmy Olsen, who is now, I guess, also the Guardian, which makes no sense, but fuck it. Um, it's eggs from True Blood. Come it on. is totally eggs from True Blood. I know. That's all I can think of. I'm like, just bang Terra because the Minotaur in your head said so. Because um, that was the second season, Minotaur. right? Yeah, whatever. Um, but... I, I think what, once it gets to the next season, if it gets another season... Um, it's the CW. It'll get another season. I think that's a season I'm going to want to watch. You're right. They do need to get their CW legs. Yep. Because there's so many things you couldn't deal with on, the, on CBS that they just wouldn't let you do. And it's like, I binged the first season to catch up, but I have to tell you, I just, I'm still in such a... Fuck, I, I'm sorry. I hate Legends. I hate it. I don't want to hate Legends, but I do. I love Sarah. I love, you know, I was going to say, I love... I like Ray. I love Sarah. I, I love Rory. Ray. We'll get into that later. But it's just one of those things where I... It's, it's so hackneyed, and the first season was handled so poorly. And Vandal Savage is a great villain for every once in a while, but they had him as the lead villain for the whole season, and it was terrible. And they had all the hot girl, Hawkman stuff, and... Ugh. 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 
like I said, I'm sorry, I hate Legends. I hate it so much. And I love Katie Lots. I love White Canary. But I fucking hate it so hard. I just do. I can't believe they got another season considering how shitty the first season was. And I want Captain Cold back. Oh, you'll get him back. Well, you know what I mean, though. So be part of the Legion of Doom this season. But it's just one of those things where they totally hobbled Captain Cold in the first season of the show. Oh, the cold gun doesn't work like it used to. Well, that's just impotence. <laughs> but you remember when they first had Heat Wave and Captain Cold. And those guns were fucking badass. Well, and then as he became closer to a hero... Like I said, his gun got shittier. Sorry. So what's the life lesson there? Don't, Don't be a hero. It'll give you impotence. We're gonna put that on t-shirts? Yep. What'd you got? I there? love it, actually. Um, we're not even done. This That was just the first part of Invasion. Oh, I'm sorry. Four. I just wanted to rant about how much I hated Legends. So Supergirl sucks. Sorry. Um, also, they re-showed the scene of uh, the breaches and Barry finding Kara at the very beginning of the episode of Flash that was Invasion. So, you could have skipped all of Supergirl, which I wish I would have. Just keep living your life. Just keep living your life. Um, the Flash uh, episode of Invasion pretty much was a danger room session where they went, we're fighting aliens. And by the way, the Dominators... Um, are spent, never spent, are never spent a lot of time on that name, didn't they? Well, it was a, a, a crossover from the eighties, so I mean, the, if if you re, if you reread um, or or read um, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, from like nineteen eighty seven, uh, the word crisis comes up like every third sentence. Like, so naming stuff doesn't really hold up on this one, and uh, I, I believe Invasion was. Super late '80s, very early '90s at best. Okay. Um, they were right, aliens. At the same time as the Houston Texans. No, oh no, the Houston Texans were way after that. That was a joke. I fucking name hate it. that. But don't get me fucking sidelined. Um, the Dominators, effectively in the comics, are aliens that have had like a a a, a, a professorial. Um, no, that means professor. Um, well, it means that they prophetic. Yeah, prophetic. Thank you. A prophetic. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, a prophetic kind of Tennessee? science. No, like minority report science meets psychic uh, vision of like metahumans destroying them. Okay. So they seek the universe looking for anything with a metagene. They find Earth with its rise of superpowers, both like Legion of Doom and Justice League and they go we're gonna f like fucking kill you um so you don't kill us right okay so they it's a, it's a me before you yeah um but any world they come across that doesn't have a metagene they kind of annex um and go you're you're in our war to help like we literally will dominate you to help us against the war of the metagene um the so press gang Yes, so that's the background of, in the comics, the Dominators. Okay. In the show, they're you know, aliens who... It would be who, so much better on. if they just called it the Dominants, not the Dominators. Well, but they do... Okay. In the, in the show, they're basically aliens who came down in the 50s and then killed some people and left. So they and then they now they're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of the rise of superhumans, but that doesn't really come into play until part four. So they thought they eradicated the metagene, but they didn't, and now they're back to take care of it. Oh no, that's that's even better writing. Like they were just here in the fifties. Like that's they were just like, Yeah, they came down and then left for no reason. Now they're back for no reason. We think okay, you until I part came four. Up with that plot line in less than a minute. Yeah, it took them forty five seconds, uh, in the writer's room. So, and then this happened, and this happened, and yeah, this happened. You, you really don't get to the heart of the Dominators until part four um, of the four-part run. the Dominators, it makes me vaguely angry. Give me that. 
Um, Sorry, if you guys could hear that, Doug would not stop playing with a whiteboard erase marker. So, in the Flash part, um, basically they go, we're fighting aliens, what do we do? Flash says, well, I got our, we, we have our own alien, Kara Zor-El, oh. Supergirl, yeah. who uh, Green Arrow doesn't trust, uh, which will play out later on in the conversation. Um, and they basically, like, train to fight her, which makes no sense, because, like... Well, if she's an alien, they're training to fight the aliens, and she's the only one they know. And there's a whole lot of, like, they finally reveal... Do, do you hear the outro song from the Karate Kid? No, I actually hear Never the team... Best. I hear I hear the uh, the Team America like gonna need a montage. Um, same difference. But now you're a man. That's a different. Man and man and man. So basically, they train against Kara uh, Zorel, and they finally release what was uh, what Firestorm heard uh, mm-hmm. on on the Wave Rider of like Future Barry going, I can't be trusted. Flashpoints fucked everything up, and they go. We vote Barry our leader. And Barry's like, oh, shit, you have a message saying don't trust me. So Green Arrow becomes our leader. Yay! As it should be. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't, but... No, Ollie. All day, every day. Dude. Brown chicken, do, brown do cow. The, do, do the salmon ladder. I know. Oh, I'll... Just do the salmon Get off. I'll, I'll tell you about that off air. I really did like when Katie Lotz, who's now White Canary, did the salmon ladder for the first time. And killed it. No, but it's just one of those things where I really like that they had, you know, the female equivalent. Yeah. Someone that's just as physically powerful, but still super feminine. And like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Those videos of her online training for that, good lord. There's a lot of work that goes into doing a salmon ladder. Are you kidding me? It's all core, but yeah. you also have just have to have, to have just as strong arms and, and a sense legs. of balance. And it, it's uh, glutes. Yeah. It'd be a lot of glutes because you got to... Yeah, it's all in your core. It's all in your butt and your thighs. Because you have to do the swing to get the momentum mm-hmm. going and clench up. Anyway, sorry. Continue on. So this episode ends with um, pretty much half the team brainwashed by the Dominators, which leads into the, oh, that's why we trained against an alien. Um, Seems lazy. Yeah, it was. So, bottom line, that episode... At least it wasn't a musical like they were threatening. It would have been better. No, they were threatening to do the Supergirl Flash crossover as a musical since both of them worked on Glee. Is that where she's from? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I was going to say she was in the last two seasons of Glee and you know Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's from Glee. Um, He was never a character, I was going to say a series regular, but he was a guest a great deal. Um, it ends, the flash part ends, so we're halfway through Invasion at this point, uh, with him basically daring Supergirl to race him, which I thought was a nice nod to, like, the whole, like, Flash Superman or Supergirl, like, races Dynamic, from, the, yeah. from the from the Silver Age. It's like, let's find yeah. out who's fastest. No, they used to do that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. He ends up driving her into the mind control machine gem thing and releasing them and then they all apologize and everything's okay typewriter hands um and uh, that ends with all of the humans from this team being abducted typewriter hands so the arrow episode we're gonna actually get a little deep into this one um Uh, the arrow episode is the best review to the bunch the yeah it's the 100th episode so basically, all of the humans that got abducted from the Flash part of Invasion, you've got Speedy, uh... Ollie. Uh, uh, Ollie Diggle. I said Thea, right? Yes. Yeah, Speedy. Speedy. Um, Felicity wasn't there. There was another one. There. Mr. Fantastic Rod? Uh, Mr. Terrific is in the Arrow Cave. Sorry, that was, that was a joke. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Miles Teller later. Um, but basically, like, they that put him in, like, they put him in, like, what I call, like, the man who wants everything machine. Uh, it, which, if you don't remember the, the Silver Age comic that Alan Moore wrote for, uh, it wasn't, um, for the man who has everything. Okay. Where they put the, the, the Black Mercy, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no, the, the Black Mercy, oh my god, that's such a terrible. For the man who has everything, yeah. It's such a terrible episode in the cartoon when they Oh, uh, it's a great episode, I mean, no, I know No, but it's, what you it's mean. Spider-Man, li- I'm sorry, not Spider-Man, it's Superman, Superman living his whole life on Krypton and, 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 and having yeah, a family. Yeah, an illusion and. Yeah, having a family, it's, it's, it's not a new concept, it's been no. a concept in sci-fi for about ever. But oh, yeah. 
For the man who has everything. For the man who has everything. It's the Black Mercy, and it's named that for a very good reason. It is so heartbreaking. But, and they actually did something similar once on Red Dwarf, but one of the characters is such a miserable fucking killjoy that he can't even be happy when you like can have anything. Like, in the illusion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, I kind of like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's Rimmer. Like I said, he can't even be happy in the illusion because he's such a miserable fucking sad sack. Well, this has got... But the, the Black Mercy episode with Superman from um, Justice League. The cartoon. Oh, God, it was... For the man who has everything. That's almost like Heart of Ice sad. And, of course, who wrote Man Who Has Everything? Alan fucking Moore. But, yeah, no, it's he lives out his whole you life. Miserable and, fuck. Like I said, he, he lives out his whole life. He has a family. He has a son. He has a son. And the uh, end of the episode is basically him trying to say goodbye to this illusion of his son. And it's just kicking yeah. right in the feels. It's like well, it's like good dinosaur draw the circle around the oh, family kicking okay. the feels. So my, so bad. My note for this episode says... Fuck you, Green Arrow, for all the feels. That's exactly what it is. It's a kick right in the feels. It opens with Ollie's wedding day to Laurel. Oh, God, no. His parents are alive. Oh, he never went on the, the, the Queen's island. Gambit. Yeah, no. He finally got his shit together. Thea, he yeah. Probably like, a happy, uh, Thea's dating... Oh, God. Um, uh, not Merlin, but... Um, Tommy? No, 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 no. Like they're the, half siblings. The, no, gross. the no the the political guy. Oh yeah, what the fuck was his name? Yeah, I, yeah. I know that you the the the, about the, the brother blood acolyte. But, I can't think of. But they're happy. Like I said, is Tommy there? Tommy's well. Oh, right in the feels. Like, it. Everything's perfect. Diggle is the Green Arrow with Felicity. Uh, he never hooked up with well. Sarah. He, well, no. well, he did work. Not Sarah, but um, Sarah's their daughter's name. I can't think of the. He he did he did have a relationship with Lila. There we go, Lila. But they never had a kid. Like I said, they never reached. So he's just like protecting the city, and that's his whole thing because he was a bodyguard. So now he protects the city with Felicity, and then Ollie through the like, and they keep like literally glitching. Like I said, which right was in the field. fucking. So hard to watch because you're like, I know what's happening. I, I so, mean, I had to ask you though, how beautiful did Laura look? Really beautiful. Because that actress has always been stunningly gorgeous. Oh, I mean, beautiful dress. I mean, her name's Kate something. I can't think of her last name. Oh, I, yeah, off the top of my head, no, but I like can't. Like I said, but, just she probably was stunningly beautiful as well. But bride. like, uh, 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 her sister's there as a bridesmaid. I was gonna say, um, Kitty Lance is there. Um, well, yeah, but her name's Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that took me way longer than uh, I Oh, um, what's his name? Dresden. Uh, uh, Paul Blackthorne. Um, yeah, her father. Queen, uh, uh, whatever his no, first name is. I want to say Dean, but I know that's not right. It's not. But, uh, Quentin. Quentin. Quentin Queen. Like, his he's, last name's not Queen. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Lance. Yeah, Quentin Lance. Lance. Uh, has given, like, his blessing to the marriage. Like, everything's literally perfect. Oh, and then, like I said, right. And then Ollie else. starts glitching. Oh, well, yeah, because when things are too perfect, you, I don't know about but you, like, but when I'm too happy, I start questioning everything. Well, that was a, the, the premise of like when they talk about like that in the Matrix, where it's like we made it a paradise, and human brains like wouldn't accept perfection. Um, so that was a, a lot of all the feels. I don't want to get into it. I really, I really want you to watch it, and then we can kind of come back to it. That's fine. Maybe in a week. Um, but. They finally escape that, and then realize they're on a spaceship, and they're, they're going to save them, and the wave writer comes in and saves them, and yay. Um, that wasn't typewriter hands, that was actually really decent writing. But yeah, the, the Green Arrow part of uh, Invasion was the best. Um, lastly, uh, you have The Legends of Tomorrow, where they finally put forth a... I that show. I want to love it so much, I hate it. They finally put forth a plan to... Um, Equip all the Dominators with these, like, nano-weapons, and it's up to Supergirl and Flash to get them all, you know, like, tagged. Um, so it'll cause pain and make them leave. And then they do. Literally, that's that ha- that's how it is. Like, so the aliens just leave. So what you're telling me is that they had four teams working on this. And because the teams at the beginning and the end thought they had the easiest job, they totally fucked right off. Yeah. Nailed it, guys. The aliens. Oh, uh, you know, well, I I guess Firestorm has a daughter he didn't 
know about. Well, that's not exactly surprising. But I, I really wish. But that's that not part of Flashpoint. That's part of them fucking with time. So I, I kind of like that. Like I said, that's not exactly. Oh, surprising. and Cisco is not mad at Barry anymore because he went back in time, and saved the Dominator, who was the one who like launched the attack on Earth, and Cisco's like. Oh, I totally get it. I went back in time and thought I'd change it for the better and fucked it up. Um, I would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say heavy handed, um, but it was a lot. It it was a lot quicker. Just do what you gotta do. No, I was just putting some chapstick on. Oh. I would say lazy it's, it's more a, than heavy handed. I think it's a lot. I think they use it as a lot quicker device of let's get this over with so we can focus on in terms of Flash, Savitar, and Alchemy. Um, Legends, we can just move forward with but, I mean, Legion Flash, of Doom. They wanted to move the story on, and they still didn't half-ass it on the plot or the feels. With Flash and Arrow, no, they didn't. But like I said, you say they're using it as a plot device. The Flash was much more successful because they didn't fuck around. That and the sad part of it, I believe it was the Flash episode where he goes, "Oh yeah, I went back in time, and like there's stuff that's different," and they were all like. What? And really mad at Barry for a couple episodes. I'm just sorry. I'm really sad that nobody could see the face you were making when you said, What? What? I was like, Hey, girl. What? And now I have to slam through a whole bunch of stuff. I'm fine. We got time. Are you going to the bathroom? No, I'm putting on shoes. Why? Oh, okay. Um, so I've watched a couple movies. Okay. Um, I want to go see Doctor Strange again. That's not one of the movies I was going to bring up. No, I just, you said movies, and I thought Doctor Strange. I watched War Dogs. How was that? Because it's actually really good. Well, I love Jonah Hill, but Miles Teller's just such a dick bag. Um, he is. Well, he's supposed to be a dick bag in the movie. Well, he ends up being a dick bag. He's in the a movie. dick bag in real life. Is he really? Look up some interviews with him. Oh. Um, War Dogs was really fucking good. Uh, you know Todd Phillips, the the guy who directed it and uh, mm-hmm. did like. You know, the hangover and all that is known for like high comedy. Um, uh, it's high concept comedy, but yes. But War Dogs was. It, it was funny in parts I didn't expect to be funny. It's one of those. It, it's it's a dramedy. Like. Well, it wasn't uh, marketed as directly a comedy. I mean, it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't supposed to be funny all the time. Like I said, I'm a big Jonah Hill fan. I think he makes smart decisions when it comes to the movie that he does. So when they started marketing this one, I'm like, I'll probably see it just out of principle. He got fat again for this one, I think. I worry about the yo-yoing of his health because of the fat and thin. But then again, I've also been very thin and also been a little bit chubby, so I can't really say anything. I do have to say, the right out of the bottle, there's a glass right there. God damn it, Doug. Fucking savage. What's the point of me having nice glassware if you don't use it? Have it. Ugh. Now I have to get another ginger ale. But. Sorry, War Dogs. I thought it was really good. How did you feel about the conclusion? When Bradley Cooper gives him the money after the uh, Iraqi deal? I felt good. I was like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. Well, I'll tell his character in it. Uh, you're Apparently a piece of shit. But kind of got sucked into the kind of charismatic shit show that was Jonah Hill's character. Um, and he, I'm kidding. I've loved him in everything that he's ever done. I laughed way harder than I fucking should have in his small role in Django Unchained. I, which he was non- nominated for an Academy Award for. Yeah, supporting uh, actor, like I said. I laughed inappropriately hard. When they're all talking about the I thought War Dogs was... King, uh, I was going to say Ku Klux Klan masks with the holes cut in the wrong place. Yeah. Really complaining about that. But uh, in, in War Dogs, I, you know, stellar performances across the board from Miles Teller, Jonah Hill, uh, what's his name, Rocket Raccoon, um, Bradley Cooper. Because <laughs> I can't not... Ooh, I just realized what we need to talk about. Guardians 2. Yeah, the trailer. Cool. We need to talk about that. Sorry. And... Uh, but I mean, across the board, I really good liked performances, it. Good performances, good directing. Good directing. I mean, everything about it, beat by beat. Um, even the end, where it's left slightly ambiguous. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of how it. situations like that would be in real life. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, that it, it being on based on a true story. I'm sure the I true think story is a, is a lot less funny. Yeah, but you know what? I, I worked for a company that went after government contracts, so I kind of there. There's a certain other level of humor I kind of see in it because I I I've had a boss harping down my neck for government contracts. I'm going, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Let's not falsify that, or we can't go for that because of this and this and that. And he goes, we will get this and this and that, uh, and then we will go for it. And I go. Yeah, but we still can't do it. Um, I honestly think it's a, a fantastic cautionary tale. Okay. Um, but I really liked War Dogs. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters, actually. I think it was a better small screen movie. Okay. To have it, it like in my headphones, very intimate. I okay. thought it was better that way. What's so I next? highly recommend it on iTunes or DVD or VOD or however you're going to watch it. What's your next topic? Uh, Damn it. We'll just go Guardians. Let's do that before we forget. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer came out. I am I need, Groot! I need so much Baby Groot. Uh, all, all, the you, ba- all the Baby Groot. All you girls are having baby... like you, There's going to be an entire generation of babies named Groot. Oh, I doubt any woman will actually... Okay, you're right. There's a lot of stupid people out there. I would insist my next child be named Groot. Pass. Whether it's boy or girl... It's a it's an asexual name. Name it Groot. Groot's masculine. Is it? Yes. What's a feminine? Of Groot. Grant. I was gonna say Guinevere. No. Grootevere. Grootisha. Ooh, that's a good Ugh, that's horrible. Grootney. Groot. <laughs> like Courtney with Groot. Okay, we could do this for the next hour. We should keep moving. But like I said, James Gunn finally put out the Guardians 2 trailer. Yes. Sploosh. So, not not teaser, but actual trailer. Yeah. And it's just great watching Baby Groot be really confused on which button to push. The, the whole scene with him DJing? Hold on. No, it's there's, there's a little scene with him where it looks like he's DJing. Oh, he's in front of the... Yeah. It totally looks, if you take the still of that, it totally looks like he's DJ. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, Rockets keep telling him, like, don't push that button. Don't push that button. And he's like, I am Groot. And he's like, no, not that button. The other button. I am Groot. Not that button. Also, the whole hallway scene where he gets to be a badass. Who? Baby Groot. When they're running towards him. Hold on. Don't. We're not. Bad, bad, bad. Okay. You're right, we're on the snowflake, not the zoom. So... But yes, Guardians 2 trailer. I, f- looks phenomenal. I, I'm a little itchy about like who they're fighting. Like The the giant monsters that I'm it looks like... I'm actually really inter- interested to see what they do with Yondu. Apparently his fucking mohawk is like next level. But like I said, I'm interested to see what they do with the character because, and thank you James Gunn for this, this could very easily be just a throwaway character you only see for one movie. And I really appreciate that he's developing that character. Yeah, it's Blue Merle. Yeah, Blue Merle. But like I said, that's what we call him in Hero Clicks. Like I said, it could be. (laughs) But like I said, it could very easily just be a throwaway character. Where it's like, oh, I got yeah, like I picked him up and I dropped him off, and I like that he's not doing that. I like that he's following the storyline and letting us know more what happens with the uh, Ravengers. Yes, and I honestly think that a lot of the things they fight in the trailer. It's probably a one-off. It might be a No, I think they're the uh, antibodies on Ego. Oh, interesting. Well, it's a living planet. And no, Kurt, no, no. I, and, I, Kurt, I, and Kurt Russell's going to be like the embodiment of that consciousness is how I'm imagining it's going to be. Which is funny because you imagine the embodiment of that consciousness coming down sometime in the 70s and randomly fucking a lady. Okay, sometime in the 80s. And why sometime wouldn't it be 80s? Kurt Russell? Well, why wouldn't it be Kurt Russell? Yeah. I mean, like he was su- in the thing. He's already Superman's dad. That's Russell Crowe. I was just saying. You're just thinking about paying attention. I should just want to know if you would call me out on it. And I did, and I'm right. Yes, I know you're right. I'm Doug. I'm right. It's been a long time since. Oh my god, that's your new thing now. I'm Doug. I'm right. So anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looks. It looks fantastic. I can't wait for the soundtrack. Yeah, really. And can I tell you how much I have been listening to the Luke Cage soundtrack? Right! Right! 
So good. Even like the little... I mean, they say the N-word a little too much, but so good. Yeah. Well, and they have that one track from the guy who rips off James Brown, like, from the grave. Um, yeah, but I'm okay with it. But, like, even the, the, the Method Man... Was it Method Man? Yeah, it's Method I think it's Method Man. Yeah. Who does, like, the Bloodproof Love rap, like, which he did on the show. Like I said, Which ends up on the soundtrack. Like, it's all... So good. So fucking amazing. You you have the no applause, just the clap seal of approval to buy oh, the Luke Cage absolutely. soundtrack. To buy the Luke Cage soundtrack. And considering you're the master of mixes, yeah. There are a couple <sighs> tracks from that on the year to date. Um... We need to knock out one more thing, I'm and then we'll down. get on to the usual... We need to talk about Swiss Army Men, don't we? Yes. Um, I was watching the last ten minutes with you. Uh, that looks like it kicks you right in the fucking feels. Yeah, as long as your feels are... Balls or ovaries. Um, or whatever. I would say... Overextended dick. labias? I don't, I don't know what you I have. would have said dick or cunt, but okay. Cool. Um, I watched Swiss Army Man, which is a, a movie we've... Well, kind of been haunting this. No, like I said, I keep meaning to watch it and I never get around to it because I'll get home at night and I'm tired and I'm like, I don't oh no, I yeah, not like I said, no, like I said, I don't think I can deal with something this emotional at fucking and eleven o'clock in the at eleven o'clock at night when I have to work tomorrow at eight a.m. It's effectively Castaway with a living Wilson, but is Wilson living or is it just Castaway via? Uh, Bernie's, what is it? Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Um, you really don't find that out until so you very don't, late. You don't know that he's dead the entire time until way late in the show? No, I'm you, sorry, so no you, you, you know he's dead at the very beginning. But? But, you know, like, in the middle of it where he uses his, uses Daniel Radcliffe's, Red, Radcliffe's teeth to shave. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, like, he, he literally is a Swiss Army man, or a multi-purpose tool, as you find out in the very beginning. Um, he u- literally uses a dead person to help him realize his fantasy of talking to a girl that he saw on the bus before he tried to commit suicide. Um, this sounds awesome, but it also sounds like I need to be in a really good place emotionally before yeah, I watch it. Yeah, you do. Like I said, this sounds like a really interesting, very thoughtful movie, but I need to be in a good... It's not what I thought it was okay. at all. Like, I honestly, like I, I honestly... Is, hold on. Is it Requiem Bad? No. So you can watch it more than once? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, I thought, like, at one point, like, they'd open his chest and there'd be, like, a chainsaw or something. Oh, I, I didn't think that at all. No, like, I, I, I thought, like, when they're, like... His dick is a compass. I'm like, you're going to see the dick and it's going to spin around and you don't. No, he probably used it as a sundial. He actually, at one point, does. Um, uh, wow. Paul Dano, uh, the other actor in the movie. Good lord. Phenomenal. Right in the feels. Um, I highly that recommend... Seems like, like I said, that seems like I'd watch it and then spend a half hour afterwards crying. Oh, yeah. Well, no, not crying. Um, you'd be like... No, the end, though. I watched the end with you. It was not cathartic. If you watched the rest... If you would have watched the beginning of it, it would have been. Because um, you have the whole, like... I'm not going to spoil it, but, like, whose phone is it? Um, that's giving too much away. I highly recommend Swiss Army Man. It got excellent critical reviews. Oh, it's it's a critical darling. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe... Are you slow clapping? Here? I, I have to give you like golf claps. Um, well, he's actually made a lot of really smart career. Uh, I was gonna say choices. to 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 not be like pigeonholed. Yeah. Well, like I said, no, he did. Uh, of course. Women in Black. Oh. Well, yes, he did that, but that was that was a, <laughs> that was a play. That wasn't a movie. Well, like I said, he did Women in Black, and like no, he's really actually made himself an adult actor. Yeah. Like I said, he's an established himself and as an adult, not as a child trying to make. I mean, we've talked about how horrible it was versus the book, but he was in Horns. He did Equus Live. Nobody, nobody can see the face I made when he said Horns, but that made the face like I just bit into something really bitter. Yeah, but like the thing is, he's breaking the. No, like I said, he's I think breaking he, the mold and going like, look, I think he I'm, made I'm some very smart. Like I said, I think he made some very smart career decisions to establish himself as an adult. Actor. I completely agree. 
What is your last note? Corrections. Okay. Let's slam into it. Sorry, my lips are peeling. You? Yeah. Like, no, like, my no. mouth is molting. No, that's essentially what's happening. I got a little sunburn on my lips and now they're peeling. Just so you know, his last name is totally pronounced Tudic. Tunic? Tudic. I just want to hear you say it a few more times. Alan Tudic. Tunic? Tudic. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll be good. Any more corrections? No! Uh, do we have an app of the week? Um, Mine, frankly, is just Google Maps. Um, Google, you're invading my entire life, but I'm very thankful for it. I got an email a while ago. Go ahead. Like I said, I got an email a while ago about a birthday party. And because my parents apparently don't know how to use Google correctly, it put, <laughs> it put the address of where the party was in my phone. But when I got stranded a while ago, I looked at Google Maps, and Google Maps hinted to me that I was a 20-minute walk away from this house that could give me help. So thanks, Google Maps. Um, it also super prompts me to take pictures of places, and all I want to do is take the worst pictures possible. I know that's a horrible thing to do, but like, like I said, Google Maps will prompt me to add to their cloud, I guess? And take pictures of a place and review a place, and all I want to do is take terrible photos. Do you have an app? So I got this app. I'm not going to say its name, because it doesn't deserve to be downloaded. So a non-app of the week. Oh my god, like a non- Yeah, exactly, a non-app or no-app. What do you want to call that? I said non-app. Like I said, let's go with non-app. Because naps are awesome. So I got the most highly rated app. I was at this, I went to a, let's be honest, I went to a bar. And their internet was out. And I had to download stuff to watch, to talk about on this show. Are you talking about Netflix? No. Well, so, no, but Netflix just recently added the download feature. So, I started looking, I, I got an app that said, like, you know, Wi-Fi around you. Yeah. And I'm like, great, well, you know, and it's got passwords and all that. The shenanigans, yeah. And when I connected to it, it went, connect to Wi-Fi for better Wi-Fi. First of all, fuck you. Like, why would I need you if I had Wi-Fi? So to generate its list of Wi-Fi connections, it needed Wi-Fi, and it was an app to show me where Wi-Fi was around me. That's a piece of shit. Yeah. That's not helpful. I'm not going to say its name. But fuck you. It, it was like free Wi-Fi. Like, it, like it had like a really generic name. Like, it was so fucking dumb. Um, I don't want to say the R word, but it was... Yeah, you're not saying the R word. But it was actually by definition. Nope. 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 The moving, R word. moving on. Moving on. Mistakes you made this week. Downloading that app. Okay. Uh, mistakes oh. I made this week. I don't have winter shoes yet. So I've been wearing my canvas Converse, even though we've had, like, 10 degree weather. 10 degree? It's been warmer than that. At night, when I'm walking around. Oh. Wow. Uh, it's been icy enough for me to completely fucking eat shit by that church over near that alley that I did three times last year. But still. I like to think that you have a church that's, like, dedicated, like, alley... No, but what I think about when I think about that church is, one, it's an ingress portal. And two, they don't actually put any salt in the alley, and I totally was walking across it three times last year and completely ate shit. And thank God I was... Well, they would ask you to forgive them. Like I said, thank God I was super shit-faced one of those times, because I had that perfect round bruise around my elbow. Yeah, I remember that. If I wasn't drunk when I took that fall, it would have shattered my fucking arm. Okay, social contract. Hey, apps, don't release really cool characters after I've spent probably your entire, like, three-month promotion of the other character for me to build them up. It won't make sense. Uh, I've got to drop Lizzie's name, so if he's listening to this, um, don't build up Medusa, build up Were-Dragon. Were-Dragon's where it's at. <laughs> it's well, a great sub- First Snapdragon, the Red Dragon. Moving on. Okay. I think the distillation of that might be, please be honest, sincere, and upfront. 
Uh, no, I, I would say like. Don't make me put in effort for something stupid. Yeah. I stand by that me. one. Be honest, sincere, and upfront. And if it's a money grab, like, just make your character solid money. gold. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.